Welcome to the podcast, Enjoy Your Stay. I'm Holly Giles, a super host on Airbnb. Here is where I'll share my heart for hospitality as a short-term rental owner, along with how I started an Airbnb from scratch. Listen in each week as I tackle creative ways to turn a profit in our small town and turn my Southern Florida charm into guest-pleasing stays. Let's get started. Welcome Welcome to episode 20, Protecting Your Investment. We've put our heart and soul into opening up our short-term rental. However you got here, if it was by accident like me or you've been planning to, however it is, our goal number one is to protect our investment. Because in the end, this is, this is our investment, whether it's in our future investment, our retirement, and right now earning a living, we have to protect it. And there's different layers in doing that. We've gotten our short-term rental set up, you've gone through all those steps, but the first thing you need to do is make sure you have the proper insurance on your property. Now there's lots of ways of going about this business. You can do it as an individual. It's a second home that you've purchased. As far as filing taxes and business, you're doing it as an individual. You could also set this up in an LLC or a corporation if you're moving it into another business that you're doing. And all of those things are things you would need to speak to your attorney and your tax accountant about. Not me. (laughs) I'm not good at that. That's why I have to have people to help me do that. But those are things you consider, you think about, how is this going to look? Is it a business entity or are you doing it as a sole proprietor, as an individual, a second home type of thing? That is really going to affect the insurance that you have on the property, your liability insurance and all of those things. Now we're gonna have homeowners for sure. You need to have proper homeowner's insurance. You need to let them know what you're doing with that property. If you do not tell your insurance company that this home will be a short-term rental and something happens, they cannot pay your claim because you're not letting them know exactly what you're doing with the property so that they can put that in a proper policy for you. Now, odds are you're gonna need more than one policy. So we have a homeowner's insurance policy for this home, which we do not live in. That's not our primary residence. They know that. They know it is a short-term rental. So there's different things that we have to add into that policy for that. Secondary, we need liability insurance. It doesn't matter what you have at your property, you need liability. We have a pool, that's a huge liability. But even if we didn't have a pool, We want liability insurance, and I wanted at least $1 million in liability to cover our family from losing this asset and this investment. That is a separate policy. So you wanna find an insurance agent that can work with you in finding all of these proper policies and making sure that what you have in mind and what you're wanting to be covered is in those particular policies. Now, this can take some time. It can take shopping around. Uh, it can take different you know, ways. You might have to go into one policy until another policy is available that you're looking for. 
you might have to change your uh, current homeowners for the home you live in. You might need to change your car insurance policy. So there's lots of different things that can be affected while you're protecting this investment of your short-term rental. So you wanna be sure that you speak to people who are in this business, who know what they're talking about, and that can help find you the right fit. Because what's gonna work for my property might not necessarily be what's right for your property. And you need to really always remember that. You're in a unique position. Your property is unique to another person's. And so going out there and just saying, hey, who did you use? What policy do you do you have? You know, out in a forum or whatever isn't really good for you. You need to talk with your insurance agent or find an agent that can shop and work with you with exactly what you're looking for. Make sure that all of that aligns with what you're trying to do. Now, that can be costly. It, it really can be costly. So that's one of those figures you need to look at when you're looking at is your property, does your property have short-term potential? Those figures can add up. So you need to know that in advance before you get into it and then decide, oh, I need to add this and this because that can really bump up your, your bottom line. So those first and foremost, protecting your investment with homeowner's insurance and liability, depending on how you have this property set up, is super important. That's the first thing that you need to do. Now, the second layer, when you get into renting of protecting your investment, uh, we do a rental agreement outside of the platforms that we use. So we take bookings from Airbnb and VRBO, but in our listing, we make it clear that we also have a rental agreement that our guests must sign in order to stay at our property. Now, that can be something very simple that you put together. Really, it's for your own peace of mind. You could create, you know, a 10-page thing and have your attorney look at it. And you always advise having an attorney look over a legal document. But what you're really trying to do is add another layer of protection in case something happens. Also, it's a great way to weed out potentially bad guests. Because if they think they have to sign something and their intentions weren't exactly above board to begin with, they're more than likely not going to follow through in renting your property, which is a good thing. So for us, we feel like the rental agreement uh, sets the standard of what we expect and what we're going into when we rent our property to our guests. And it, you know, we talk about everything, little details, what to expect if the, the power goes out or we have a weather or you know pests or all, all those different things are briefly in that rental agreement. So hopefully we're gonna protect ourselves from those scammers out there <laughs> who stay and wanna have a free stay. So, oh, they saw a bug in the windowsill. You know, we're in Florida, we're probably the capital of all kind of bugs. And what's interesting is a lot of people do come here who have no idea the amount of bugs that we have. We do our very best to keep the bugs outside of our house, but we cannot guarantee that you'll never see an ant 
or something flies in with you when you open the front door and we're not going to refund your stay because you know something flew in the door or a little ant is crawling across the counter so we're trying to protect ourselves and set the standard hey this is what you're getting when you rent our property this is what we expect from you if there's a maintenance issue and this is what you can expect from us and it just sets that standard it's another layer to hopefully ward off potential problem guests or if you have a problem and they're coming back at you but yet they signed this agreement so a rental agreement for us was very important we started off with a rental agreement right from the start i think one reason i did that is i do live in florida i've been in property management for 18 years uh, i'm used to a lease i'm used to those types of things and so for me I felt like I, there was no way I was going to go into it not. Now, I have met lots of people who've been renting for 25 years, never had a rental agreement, and everything's been just fine. And that's good. So that's your level. That's your level of how you feel. Do you want that extra layer really for your own peace of mind? Or are you good with the layer of protection that you're offered through Airbnb and VRBO and you'll want to make sure that you read their terms of service very carefully before committing to those platforms and know what to expect in the end no one can protect your property well but you and you have to remember that all the other people working in this industry the platforms are in it to make money and you are really a vendor part of their way of making money and they're going to protect their assets first. They're not there to protect yours. You are, it's your investment, you need to protect it. So that's another layer, the rental agreement, and that's done you know, prior to people coming into your home, right after booking is how I do that. I use a service called Panda Doc, and it's free. So I just, you know, I have my rental agreement, I go in and I make it specific to the guests that's coming and then I email it to them through the platform. So I, I'm not going outside the platform in a devious way. I do it right on the platform where they can click the link and go and fill it out and then it sends it back to me. So it's easy for the guest, it's not complicated. They can do it right from their computer or their phone. The next layer that we do is a security deposit. And that is something that I see on forums all the time people, oh, I wish we could collect a security deposit. Why can't we do this? This is so difficult and they won't let us. And those platforms are taking those options. Uh, Airbnb doesn't even have, that's not an option on their services there to collect a security deposit. But there is a way to do it. And you're doing it on platform. Uh, you're not going outside the platform, which is against their policy. And VRBO, you can do that as well. VRBO right now has a way to hold a security deposit. They also have a way for you to ask guests to purchase insurance. So it's your comfort level, what you want your guest to do. But as of now, VRBO does have a way for you to put a hold and an amount of a security deposit, but you could also collect one as well. Now, I'm not going to go too much into the details of how to collect the security deposit. It might change by the time you hear this podcast. <laughs> but as of right now, I ask for the security deposit through the Resolution Center. 
and I asked for that security deposit two weeks prior to their stay. Uh, they are made aware that that is a fully refundable security deposit as long as all house guidelines have been met. I have yet to have to take any security deposit from any of my guests. And I let them know that I have a 100% return rate. But that security deposit, we believe, my husband and I, has saved us at least four times from potentially harmful guests. If a guest is a great guest and they're coming here for you know, respectable purposes, they don't have a problem paying the security deposit. They shouldn't have a problem paying it, and most do not because they realize this is your home. It's your investment and you're just protecting it from potential problems. So we haven't had an issue. We've just maybe had one person, you know, question us doing it. And I, you know, that was just the bottom line. This is what we require. If that is not acceptable to you, you'll have to find another property. And they did book in the in the end and everything was fine. But again, that's another layer of protection for you not having to rely on an outside company if something happens that requires money to, for repairs or replacement. You don't have to go through all that trouble. You have that security deposit up front. So, so far we've talked about layers of protection. We've talked about homeowner's insurance, liability, and both of those you need to talk to professionals about. Don't take the advice of me <laughs> or a forum where you go in and get advice from other people. It's always good to hear what other people are doing. But when you go to do it yourself, you really need to speak with someone who is a professional in that industry. Next, we talk about the rental agreement. That's what we do here. And next, then we talked about the security deposit and how that's just another layer of protection and protecting your property while you have guests staying with you. The next thing I wanna talk about is security cameras. And this is a red hot button topic for a lot of people. A lot of people say, you know, they're completely against security cameras. They think it's an invasion of, proper, of privacy and all those different things. But again, we are protecting our investment. We have security cameras here. We are upfront in the listing. I make sure that it's noted in several different places. Uh, and it's also a requirement from Airbnb that if you have security cameras, you must list exactly where they are located. And we do that. We have one uh, at the front porch that aims at the driveway. Now listen, I really don't care what people are doing here when they stay. I just wanna know that the number of people who's on the booking is who shows up. And I pretty much have an idea that it's the people that that rented my place. <laughs> that if it was a family of four, you know, two adults and two kids, that's who shows up. That's really what we're looking for. And other than that, I don't really care. And at the end of every Wednesday, we delete all of our recordings the only reason we record is if something happened. If something happened and we needed proof uh, against whatever the thing was, or if something happened to one of our guests, or there was a situation, you know, who knows what it is. We would have evidence and proof of that with our cameras. And then at the end of a guest stay, we delete everything. We also have a camera on our side gate. 
because we have a large piece of property so we actually have a drive-through gate on the other side that our guests can bring a boat uh, an rv of a certain size so we have a camera on that gate so that we know it's just our guests coming and going from there and then we also have a camera that faces our uh, detached garage in the back of the property that's not accessible to our guests to make sure that nothing is going on over there. We do not have any cameras inside the property, on the back porch, in the pool area. Any guest space does not have a camera. And that's super important. That's, that's invading people's privacy. There's no reason for that. We are here to protect our property only. And when guests are here, they come and go as they please. They do whatever they want. We're, we're fine with that. So that camera situation is another layer of protection. Now people can talk back and forth all day about that. It's a personal choice, but there have been instances at other rentals where having that video footage was super important in whatever the situation was, it was very important. So for your liability purposes, uh, some insurance companies might require it. And you know that's important, they want that documentation. So you have to consider if you want security cameras on your property and where you're going to put them and make sure your guests know exactly where they are before they arrive. Now, last week we talked about furnishings. We wanna make sure for tax purposes, of course, anything that you purchase for inside your home, you obviously wanna keep your receipts. But there's a lot of us, including me, I shop on Facebook Marketplace and that's where I've bought quite a few things. You wanna be sure that you go back and you uh, print out or copy or however you wanna do it, a photo of the thing that you purchased and how much you bought it for. You can go back into that listing and print that out and it kind of has some details in there that is, is good enough for your accountant, of course. But when you're talking about like our accountant's talking about depreciating assets, so fixed assets or equipment that you're purchasing. Could be furnishings, your couches, and, and sometimes couches are a huge investment in your property. There are times when something has happened, uh, your couches, your bedding, the beds, you know, you can spend a ton of money on a bed. Something happens, something breaks, and it has to be replaced. You need to come up with that receipt pretty quickly if you're going through one of those platforms or an insurance company. So if you're going through Airbnb and you're submitting a claim, you need to have all those things pretty quickly. So I would keep a folder that has those documents in there. So if something happened to my leather couch where it is irreparable and needs replacement, I can get to that receipt and the photograph of that item and then of course the photograph of the damage and we're good to go. I don't have to be wondering what did I do with it? When did I purchase it? How long ago was it? Have a secondary copy in a file where you can get to those major, your assets, your fixed equipment assets that cost a lot of money. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about silverware here, <laughs> but if you had to replace a $2,000 couch and you can't prove where it came from or what brand it is or have a receipt or some idea, you're not gonna get the value out of that that you need. And a lot of things are gonna be depreciated and that's fine, but if you have that basis, then that's gonna help you in the long run to keep all those things together. 
So we have major assets like our washing machine, our dryer, our major pieces of furniture, uh, larger televisions, our beds. You know, beds can cost a thousand dollars or more, and we need to make sure we have those items together that we can access if there's an issue that needs repair or replacement. So those are just a few ideas on protecting your investment, some things it's easy to slip through the cracks and not think about, but those are just a few ideas that you can come together and just add those different layers of protection for your investment. I'm sure there's more layers that you can add on to your particular property and we want you to consider those think about it think how you can enjoy your property enjoy your investment but protecting it first and foremost for your future if you have some different ideas i'd love to hear about that i always love learning from everyone what they're doing and how there might be things i can incorporate in my business and that we can share with everyone else i want this a positive community where we can help each other as we're growing businesses, starting new things, and enjoying what we have. Thanks for joining me today for episode 20, Protecting Your Investment. Until next time, enjoy your stay. Are you wondering what draws people to our sleepy little town north of Orlando? Subscribe to Enjoy Your Stay on your favorite app to find out. Tune in to hear my business tips, guest experiences, and along the way, I'll showcase the wonders of Florida that make it the natural choice for your next vacation.